Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Kia ora and welcome to Our Changing World on RNZ National with Alison Balance and Veronica Maduna. They call it the muscle crusher. It's a machine that tests the strength of New Zealand muscle shells as part of research to help the local aquaculture industry. The NIWA study will analyse the shell data and other measurements to identify trends in muscle condition around the country. Katie Gossett visits the NIWA labs in Christchurch to find out more. Okay, well this is one of our processing lab. Um, we count um, little animals like zooplankton through microscopes and through here, which is more for fish and... Um, Most New Zealand mussels make a journey from the deep to the dinner plate. But for some, it's a journey of discovery, at least for the scientists who are interested in helping the local aquaculture industry. In this corner, this particular bench here, is where we process all our mussels. And at the far end, you'll see an apparatus which we nickname the mussel crusher. And we use that to measure the resistance of shells to, to pressure. From the Firth of Thames in the North Island to the Marlborough Sounds and as far south as Big Glory Bay on Stewart Island, a selection of mussels comes here to Jeannie Stenton Dozy at Niwa's Laboratories in Christchurch. So these mussels come to us frozen and inside here there are three different um, sizes. We get uh, the big adults and then what I like to call the teenage mussels, the ones that are sort of in between, they're just becoming mature, and then the little babies. So in this, in this chili bin, um, I think those are, and those are big ones. So that what we first do is we obviously allow them to defrost, um, and then we open them up. If you look inside here, you can see, for instance, it's got big muscles that hold the two halves together. So the first thing you do is take the body out of the shell. So you're using a scalpel. Most people will be familiar with this process uh, in a restaurant, perhaps, using their fork. Yes. <laughs> it's got to be a really sharp blade, because we don't want to damage the tissue, which, which we've got to examine and process later. So we try and keep the tissue as much intact as we can. Well, for the shells at least, the journey ends with a test of fortitude and a resounding crack in a device known as the muscle crusher. This apparatus here is an in-house invention and construction and basically it has a machine that measures um, pressure in newtons and it pushes down onto the um, top of the shell and we can measure that pressure in newtons which is immediately logged onto a computer which we can then download to a file and then we can process that data later on um, when we finish doing all the crushing. Um, we do lots of other dimensions of the shells as well not only shell strength. Um, we look at things like the shell length, um, the shell height, the shell weight. We also look at the body of the muscle. We look at the um, flesh weight, the state of the reproductive organs, whether they are ripe or about to spawn, if they're full of gametes or they're empty. So over time, we can see seasonally how that changes. We can see seasonally how the muscle's condition changes. 
and we can see that spatially through New Zealand from the north all the way to the south. Um, and one of those many dimensions that we're looking at to assess the condition of the muscles is shell strength. And this is why we've we developed this piece of apparatus to be able to do that. The Institute hopes to make findings that will benefit New Zealand's aquaculture industry. But to get an idea of, well, basically the condition of the muscles throughout New Zealand, so that farmers and processors will have information at hand to be able to better handle the muscles and process them, make it more efficient if necessary. We also, one of the um, elements we're looking at in the body tissue are the biochemical elements. Um, we're looking at um, fatty acid profiles and amino acid profiles as well, so that we also get a handle on those elements for muscles that could be processed for the nutraceutical um, industry. Um, and, and what would be the end result of those for that particular industry? Well, most of that is for um, putting into um, capsules for um, human consumption, for treating arthritis. It's also used for even in, in dog medication these days, as it's used for uh, medication in dogs and pets, and it's seen to have many um, health benefits for overall body health. And that is another product for muscles other than muscles that are used for human consumption. Dr Stenton Dozy says the move to analyse muscle conditions was spurred by a poor season for the shellfish in the Firth of Thames four years ago. A lot of questions were raised about um, how that came about. Why were the muscles in such bad condition? We believe that it was environmental factors were the predominant reasons for that. Um, so what we're trying to do in this project is try and find that link between muscle condition and environmental variability so that in the future, once we build that relationship, we can have some idea, like a sort of a predictive tool to be able to let the farmers know that, um, look, you know, the conditions are possibly deteriorating. You might need to consider other markets for your muscles other than human consumption because the muscles won't have so much flesh in them. It gives them a far stronger handle to be able to manage their stocks better that way. The three-year project is funded under a core research grant from the Ministry for Primary Industries. Dr Stenton Dozy says the funding covers issues farmers want to drive. The research we focus on is always applied research because we have to use the funds so that industry can grow and become more efficient and benefit from the research we are doing. So what we're trying to do is link the environmental variables to the condition of the muscles and build up these relationships. And if we have enough data and we can show that there is a relationship, then we could take this project forward with co-funding from the um, farmers together with something like a you know, sustainable um, farms fund or seafood innovation fund. That's the way we could take it forward. But it's far too early now to say. But in the meantime... And we want to get the true weight of the shell and it's... Um, Resistance to pressure, we've got to take all this off. There's a fair bit of work to be done. So we have a micro balance and we um, weigh them each half. We put them on the micro balance and we mark the weight. Measurements and data must be collected for each half muscle shell. So we have something called electronic vernia caliper which sends a reading to the computer. And for instance, this length of the shell is 87.6 millimetre. Also look at the width. So then we move over to the muscle crusher. Okay, now we're going to start it up. We have the half shell on inside the muscle crusher. 
And Gareth, who built this apparatus, is going to um, connect the software and push a button and it should all work. There we go. And we get a curve, so we can see on the computer screen here, this one um, cracked at 524 newtons. You can see a little graph, there it is up there. And we go here to export data. And we go straight into the file, and then the data's been downloaded. And while Gareth Preston designed the software to capture the data, his colleague Brendan Smith came up with the physical form for this unique machine. It's pretty simple really, it's a, a linear actuator that acts a lot like a hydraulic ram but it's electrically powered um, and it pushes down on a platform that um, sits on top of a load cell. This thing here. Um, so the load cell's underneath here. So this is like you'd have in your bathroom scales, uh, something like that. Um, a bit smaller, but um, yeah, it basically does the same job. And how often does this happen that you have to design a, a new machine from scratch to achieve a, a particular goal? Sometimes people ask for a result and you have to come back to try and make a machine that will give them that result. You know, they may say I want something to crush a muscle or uh, collect raindrops. Um, in this case it's a muscle crusher. And is that fun? Yeah, yeah, you, you, don't, uh, you don't hesitate about coming to work if it's something like making muscle crushes and, and the likes. It's um, <laughs> something a bit interesting. Well that one was good wasn't it? It yeah, leapt right off the, the plate. <laughs> right off the plate. Dr Stenton Dozy says after three years she had hoped to see some trends in the data and she says the projected climate conditions this year may also work in the study's favour. What's very interesting, we're hitting the El Nino period at the moment and we know that that has massive influence on water temperature and water temperature in itself has an influence on phytoplankton production and that in turn, because it's the food of mussels, will influence mussels. So we, we're thinking that maybe this year we might find a strong environmental muscle condition to action. And our data may or it may not show that. Um, if this El Nino is as severe as they predict, I'm sure we're going to find something. Which in a way is fortuitous because then we're getting a very strong environmental signal which only comes you know, every uh, seven odd years um, or even longer. Um, I think the last very bad El Nino we had was in the late 90s. Um, and for this to happen while we're actually doing this project um, could, for our research, not for the muscle industry, but for our research, might be beneficial in getting really strong statistical links between environmental variability and the condition of muscles. So if this is the case, in one year we might find some strong trends in the data because of um, El Nino. Um, if the El Nino steps back a bit and becomes not severe, we might have to wait about two years before we start seeing any kind of trends um, in the relationships. Dr Stenton Dozy hopes to deliver better results for farmers whilst also indulging her own love of lab work. That's my greatest passion and working with anything from the sea. Um, I much prefer that than sitting at desk writing reports all the time, which is another part of my job, which I love too, but this is my preference. You know, if I'm doing empirical measurements and um, you know, that excites me and then taking that data and then putting it into some kind of statistical package where I can look at relationships in the data. That part of science is what keeps me going. And I mean, with anything marine, that makes it even more exciting for me. She also enjoys the satisfying sound of the empty muscle shell being crushed, which indicates good data is likewise being crunched. And there's a kind of satisfaction to know when you hear a loud noise and yes, you know, 
at the, hit, hit the top of the curve very clearly and you've got a good data point um, and you can move on. It's sort of an audio um, backup to good data. And she'll be hoping that each crack will bring the aquaculture industry closer to understanding the environmental factors that influence mussel production and in doing so give farmers more control over how to manage and market their products. That was Jenny Stenton-Dozy, an aquaculture scientist with Niwa, and you also heard Niwa mechanical engineer Brendan Smith, who helped design the Muscle Crusher. That's all for now. For more, check us out on the web, radioNZ.co.nz forward slash Our Changing World. Kia ora mai. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.